You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. What's going on? Hey, man. It's what's growing on, man. Scotty, you got your levels right? You got your levels ready to rock? I'm on the level, homie. On the level. (laughs) All right. We just did our mic check, guys. We got episode 236, What's Growing On, Dude Grow Show. Going to talk about all kinds of of jive today. A little bit of hanging out. What's growing on in the world of Dude and Scotty. As well as uh, a little bit of what we're smoking, what's going on in our grows. Shit, you were hanging also. You got a good uh, interview cut, didn't you? With uh, We're learning um, like the, the deep science of humidity with Quest. I don't know if it's deep science, man. These guys are practical folk, man, you know? Best practices, though. They go to grows all over the place and uh, deal with humidity conditions all over the place. And they were just, yeah, the, at the end of the interview, I remember just asking them, all right, give me some takeaways, man. Best humidity for, you know, veg. Best humidity for flower. And we just talked about specifics. And it was, uh, I remember being some, there was some useful information in there. So I'm going to listen along with all yeah. you. But, uh, yeah, that was Cliff and, uh, and the boys from uh, Quest. I, I don't think they're Quest equipment anymore. I think they're just Quest dehumidification, maybe? Dehumidifiers? I don't know. Quest. The boys at Quest. When you need a good dehumidifier, uh, I got a 155 I'm staring at in my room, and uh, it does the trick, man. I actually had to turn it off. Uh, one of the things that you do late in humidity, or late in flowering, is lower that humidity down and really try to get the plants, you know, sucking moisture through and just cleaning the plant out. And uh, so, man, my dehumidifier got it down to 25%. Hey, and that's got to be one of the issues, though. We should talk about it in Grow Talk, man. If you have a veg in a flower room, I battled this before. I mean, you can pull it off, but True. sharing the same environment, Except- it's hard to pull off, as you would say, the best practices for the end of flowering if your veg room's running and you need all these different parameters. It's true, but, bro. Uh, it's, it's true. It's impossible by any means. All right, cool, cool. Uh, good day, guys. Uh, it's a beautiful day here in uh, D-Town, Denver, Colorado, and I'm sure it is up with Scotty. Hell uh, we yeah, both man. Got a beautiful. Little... T-shirt weather, <laughs> finally, man. Dude, Colorado's <laughs> the kind of place where you have T-shirt weather, and then it'll just fucking snow. Like yesterday, actually. I was in a T-shirt, and uh, this girl just goes, hey, I think it's snowing over the mountain there. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this is great, dude. Spring's wild, man. I think I'm actually going to go snowboarding. Um, with my daughter and son and some other friends on uh, Sunday, one of those early spring days or late spring days oh, where it's yeah. like... Yeah, like the Coors Light commercial there. where you're in hot chicks or yes. skiing and grabbing beers and chugging beers and you're in shorts. I love it, man. But I think we, me and Scotty both just kicked uh, some sickness out. I was a little sick. I had the... Uh, it was like a, a nasal throat. I don't know. It was one of those things where you feel just off and then you try to like clear your nose but it never just clears but then the last day and i couldn't really smoke much during the time but the last day that you know you're over your sickness i mean i'm sorry i gotta i gotta break into it for a sec it's almost like 
like snot orgasms. Hey, you're hey, not able to, hey. We just, you're like able to clear your whole self out. I've done it before when I was mountain biking when you're like, you know, you get your system going and everything starts chugging along and you got to do like, you know, do a little farmer blow or blow some snot out your nose. And it just is like that totally worked. You know where it clears your whole head, your balance comes back and you're like, OK, OK, Jesus. get rid of that shit. <laughs> yeah. hey, the word yeah, snot a bit orgasm of destroys every demographic we skew. OK, man. So just, just. all right. All right. <laughs> I know you. I know you were a little under the weather as well, with a little stomach illness. But guys, we're back. Let's kick it with a good show today. I just got back, actually hanging lunch with DGC Don. Had to hook him up with that first place bong oh, yeah, for the lemon man. G. And uh, yeah, hell yeah. So uh, before we get fully into it, man, why don't we take? Uh, I don't know, just a turbo break. Let's just take a turbo break. Get into what we got growing on. Announce our executive producer. And. Uh, yeah, man. I gotta pack one. <laughs> I gotta get one more little oney in here. All right, man. Sounds good, man. You good? I know it's early, man. People are used to like fifteen minutes of jiving, but I'm just throwing in a quick one for the hell of it, man. We gotta get the groove on. All right, dude wants to smoke, man. He had a business lunch, Check it. man. <laughs> Hang out, man. Make yes. Make comments. Uh, enjoy the episode. It's all over at dudegrows.com. Episode two three six, and uh, participate. We'll be right back. Oh, wow. <laughs> Please don't mess with me while I'm on my chain. They be coming all around me cause they know I stay placed. Please don't mess with me while I'm on my chain. Please don't mess with me, man. I'm trying to smoke and I don't need no company, man. I'm fine on my own. Yeah, perfectly good. Has some fine on my zone. I'm steady circling the hood trying to find me some drove. Cause I'm tired of that swag, swag. And it's Friday. Ain't no need to go half on the bag. And I drive fast cause these cats try to flag me down Cause they know I got the fattest bag around It's been ten minutes and I'm back around To the weed man, see I roll them fat and round And I smoke it down till I can't hold it And if you're gonna smoke it, you need some road clips Cause we steady on a mission getting loaded Rolling the blood so damn swollen And I'ma ask you nicely Please don't mess with me if I'm rolling my weed Please don't mess with me while I'm rolling my chain Coming all around me cause they know I stay paid They say go on and roll it up cause they know I got paid I say please don't mess with me while I'm rolling They tried to take away my recharge and I said no, no, no Yes, I grow the day that's just like money in the bank I'm in the know, oh, oh Come on and do yourself a favor some dangness that you can savor Cause I'm growing top shelf with Recharge The proof is in the smoke Recharge is a natural soil conditioner that takes the guesswork out of growing. The secret is in the biology. Recharge loads your soil up with organic beneficials that store and deliver nutrients to the plant as needed. In traditional or organic gardening, Recharge makes growing amazing quality simple. Alright man, I got it, I got it. So, uh, we will uh, just announce the executive producer real quick. I, is this in honor of your cold, on. man? You, you, executive no. producer? <laughs> 
Snot bubbles, man. Snot bubbles, man. He's DGC. He does come Hanging through, out, man. man. He does come through. No, definitely a supporter, member, member of Dude Grows Crew. Uh, appreciate it, Snot Bubbles. We've been BSing a little bit on email. And, uh, yeah, executive producer episode 236. Put it on your weed resume, if you will. <laughs> nice. So, and appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely, if you guys wanna... man. I see some participation over at DudeGrows.com from Snot Bubbles. Pretty, pretty sure he's had a couple memes that have scared the shit out of me, man. So... If I'm, if, I'm thinking, <laughs> if I'm thinking of the right guy. You just gave me, like, two different visualizations. I think you are. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but, yeah, hell yeah, man. You guys become a member of the Dude Grows crew, member of the site, nine ninety five a month. You can hang out for a month or you can hang out for a year or whatever you want to do. But it helps support the show. It helps produce this show. The uh, expenses behind it, which is mainly Scotty trying to implement every type of plug-in on earth <laughs> on DudeGrows.com. It's and, not working, uh, boss. It's a really uh, a really great way to uh, to help out. So appreciate it, and you can be executive producer and get a little swag bag, man. I've been shipping out, uh, you know, just some different shit I got on hand, uh, at least at least twice a month minimum. So you guys that uh, haven't got it yet, it's coming. And uh, with that said, Scotty, why don't we talk about what's growing on for a little bit, man? Hell yeah, man. There's a lot of good stuff growing on, man. I didn't have any problem. I sat down. I was kind of sick. I, you know, start start feeling a little bit better yesterday. Open the PC and just kind of thought to myself, well, you know, what were some interesting things that were going on in cannabis this week? No, or were you able to smoke? Sorry, when you, you know, you kind of had a stomach bug, Dude, right? Was I able to smoke, man? I mean, it, the only time I didn't smoke is I was so sick one time, I just, the joint just sat there and I literally couldn't even put it in my mouth to light it. Like, it just would have, like, fallen, probably would have caught the bed on fire, you know? Like, man, with that stuff, something you go in and out of consciousness, you sleep for 24 hours straight. It's kind of kind of weird stuff when your body's battling a, an illness like that. But Yeah, I couldn't see. That's what I couldn't wrap my head around well. Sometimes it depends, but I was kind of you know, congested, and I would get that, you know, um, when you blow your nose hard and nothing happens, and then you're dizzy. Right. And then, like, it's like, man, I just, you know, I'm tired, and... And then I try to take a one and it just, like, I think it has to tie into, I mean, your body's off. So, you, I don't know, the science with, you know, your, your endo, X now, maybe endo, or just your cannabinoid system, your let's say. endocannabinoid um, system, man. Oh, shit, dude's I getting technical, your, man. <laughs> I mean, when you're sick, I think that stuff's just all jaded a little, where just the receptors it's are too mad. busy dealing with other shit. Because, uh, yeah, I didn't, uh, man, it would, it would make me feel more sick. When I try to smoke sure. while I was sick, so I had sure. to hang that shit up for 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 that time, which makes sense. Although, <laughs> can I tell I mean, you I a story, a bro? Real quick, yeah. man, is that uh, I was had this terrible like I don't know what you'd call it, but it was just a bad cold, bad flu, where I was just coughing. I was you know I had that you know, really sore throat and just I couldn't smoke. I hadn't smoked for days, and you remember it was like. It had to be like 10 years ago when we all ordered those vaporizers together, the volcano vaporizers, and my volcano showed up. And, like, I hadn't smoked in days. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if this will work. And sure enough, man, (laughs) doing, like, really light volcano bags, it was easy to inhale, and I was actually able to get really fucking high while I had, you know, a really bad bronchitis or whatever you want to call it, man. So it was kind of neat. was able to medicate, brah. Hell yeah! I mean, it can help with some sicknesses, other you know, other things. Like we said, it's not it's not that cannabis is the uh, silver bullet, but 
regardless, I did chime in with that. So, but I mean, it's nice. What, it's cannabis gr- is real quick, man, because cannabis is yeah. medicine, and I don't like to go without my medicine, man. If I, if I got a, you know, a whatever, a cold or whatever, I still do like to get my medicine in me, man. I feel like it. Uh, yeah, I feel like I don't know. I like a consistent flow of cannabis in me. <laughs> I like that guy. I like Stone Sky. Yeah, um, I would. I, w- I would agree. You know, no worries there. We got to have a Stone Scotty. I mean, I'm, I don't I'm know. Gonna, have you I'm ever done a Ire Degrow show Scotty, unstoned? Because I'm Irie, man. You know, it's more more ha- happy than comatose, man. Stoned, you might you might seem all comatose, man. I'm just more Irie, man. Might stereotype dope heads guy. Hey, yeah, yeah. All right. Let's not say things you can't take <laughs> back here, man. What do you got, man? You got shit about Kyle Cushman man, here, helicopters, know. and like, break it down, man. We <laughs> like got a lot said, growing on. Anyway, man, I was hanging out uh, on Facebook, and I saw something interesting. Kyle Cushman posted something on Facebook, man. Yeah, that's right. I'm Facebook friends with Kyle Cushman. Thank you very much, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. anyway um, no comment. I, this, just listen to this post, man. It was really cool, man. It says, those of us who have cultivated through decades of persecution will not be marginalized, continuing to criminalize those who simply want to provide unregulated cannabis to our friends and family as medicine and food for the soul, as has been done for centuries, while others make millions, is like handing a death sentence to our culture. And I just thought it was really... That's some shit right yeah, there. It really made you think when you read that. Well, it's, it says the weed must be freed, not turned over to corporate greed. And it's a uh, yeah. He made this cool little. Uh, he made a meme, man. And it's cool as hell, man. I I I really hope that we can figure out a way that we're smart enough to figure out a way to keep this industry. But what we got going against it is the same thing that we got going for it right now. Is that there's a lot of money to be made with it. It's a super popular you know medicine, and there's going to be a, a lot of Americans using it consistently and buying it consistently, and. That usually doesn't stay in, in cottage industries. You know, that usually trickles down to or trickles up to, you know, Kraft Foods and Arthur Daniels Midland Corporation and that kind of shit, you know. So it's, uh, I don't know, man. I, I don't want to see our culture die because I win ADM and Kraft Foods. I've seen the guys that work for those companies, man. And, yeah, they're passionate about corn or they're passionate about soybeans, but they're passionate about yields and production, you know what I mean? And, and, and keeping the silos filled. I don't know where quality. I can tell you that in the tomato industry, which is a money-driven industry, they couldn't give a shit about quality, man. They care about how many tomatoes they can stack in a box, how long they can keep them and pick them green, you know, and it just everything but flavor they give a shit about, man. So I am concerned about our industry going in a weird direction. And, uh, yeah, Kyle said it well, man. So big ups to you, brother. Yeah, I mean, there's that's to be said, you're commenting on tomatoes where – um, hydroponically greenhouse grown tomatoes that you see. I think that's the majority of what you see in the grocery store. You know, we compare it to, uh, you know, they don't have the dank. Uh, I've, I grow tomatoes in my driveway and wherever I can in the summer on and off, usually, you know, some sort of really good, just poppable cherry variety and learning more as I keep growing them. Like a variety I found this year is, uh, it said in the description, like, like ants very good with not cracking you right know, when you get tomatoes dry and then sure. you rewater them saturate them too quick and then they take on the water too quick and they burst out a little and then somebody that likes tomatoes my wife or whoever um they're like dude never tasted a tomato like that you know and that's going to be the same difference like we say between commercially cultivated cannabis 
master degree and your connoisseur homegrown or backyard greenhouse. Yeah, or, I mean, know, the, somebody the commercial that, yeah. cannabis is going to be the one where we're like, we add terpenes, man, now with more terpenes, <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, as long as you water your commercial crop with electrolytes, man, electrolytes, oh, okay? Man. I, you know, I saw something <laughs> about cuties, okay? I'll get this story for Friday, man, but, you know, the cutie oranges, those those uh, mandarin oranges? Yeah, I, I'm sketched out about those. What'd you see? That it was water. They took old fracking water, wastewater from a Holy fracking shit. plant, and that's what they watered what? the shit with, man? I was like, huh, that's kind of uh, interesting. It almost sounds too conspiracy theory Dude, for me. I don't think so, man. All of a sudden, you, California's got these crazy droughts. You need water, and there's these fracking trucks that are looking to dump their fracking water. Hey, it's generally recognized as safe. <laughs> you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I, they were actually, that last night I was downstairs late at night getting some refill and ice water, and those cuties were gl slightly glowing. I didn't really make anything of it, but <laughs> yeah, there's something weird because I I bought a bag of these the cuties and like, dude, the there's like they must blast air in between them to separate like the the rind you know the, from the uh, uh, from the actual fruit because it's like there's like a orange floating around inside it you know like inside its own little <laughs> wrapper man it's it's weird man I was, I've grown oranges I'm from Florida man I've had easy peeling oranges before at the Mini Otangelo yeah but that's kind of weird man. They're up to some tricks there, man. And, yeah, I just hope we don't have to deal with that with the cannabis industry. And think about cigarettes, man. When you think about cigarettes, you're like, I don't think it's tobacco. I think it's even hard to find. You got to go get that, what, American something, American spirit brand or something to get real tobacco. But almost all of them are some kind of weird sprayed tobacco-type product, tobacco and chemical hybrid, no? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't fully know. I don't have a lot of uh, yeah. I know there's a shitload of chemicals they put the on on cigarettes, industry. man. That, that a lot of you know a lot of my uh, more earthy friends prefer the the natural tobacco ones, and they're like, oh yeah, they're way fucking different, man. <laughs> you know, like the the other ones are way better. They say. Okay, man. What else you got? Grow, I got growing on. All right, I, know. I was sitting there yesterday feeling shitty, man, and I was watching this show called Pot Cops. And I don't know if you've seen Pot Cops. It's a new Discovery Channel show. I knew this shit would be coming, man. Um, dude, listen just to the name of it. I mean, the name of it's horrible. Yeah, well, I don't know, man. I mean, just the exact same thing as Moonshiners, okay? But instead of from the Moonshiners' perspective, it's really it's from the cops' perspective. And I mean, you say there, it's in Humboldt County, and. I mean, I tried not to hate these guys. I did, man. I tried to say, all right, man, let's look at everybody's perspective, man. And I ain't saying I hate nobody, but, man, I really feel like they're just fighting a stupid fucking war, man. Like, one of the things I heard was, well, first off, it's all under the guise. Like, they go in there with guns drawn and shit like that, really bullying people. Um, and it's and these guys are making money. I mean, they're in Humboldt County, County California, that... That's the way yeah. people make money up there, man. It's it's in the you know it's basically in the redwood forest. You go out there and you shit, you go grow a plot, man. You know if you get away with it, if you get it, you know if you get a couple harvests out of it, man, or you get one good harvest, you can live off it for the year, man. Maybe a couple years. So it's uh and it's a shitload of risk. They were saying though that they catch less than one percent of the grows out there, man. And I was like, so what the fuck are you doing? 
You know what I mean? Like, what kind of a joke is that? Like, if I showed up at my work and was like, yo, man, my results are less than 1%. Can I have a new helicopter? You know, can we buy time on a satellite dish? Then my boss would be like, uh, no, man. <laughs> no, not if you're only getting less than 1%. That's a fucking joke, man. Let's, uh, why bother? Why bother doing anything yeah. if you're getting less than 1% uh, effectiveness? If I told you there was a new spider mite spray out and it killed less than 1% of the spider mites, would you fucking buy it? Would you invest in it? You know, would you fund it? Uh, Fuck no, man. You'd be, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, you'd be a little, a little sketch there. I mean, it's it, the, the thing with everything out there, and, and I'm speaking from not, you know, shit ton of experience. I haven't been out in the, you know, the Golden Triangle in that area, but... Um, Sometimes, like in, in all industries, especially when you put the black market appeal to it via the prohibition with people like Hearst and all that bullshit, uh, you're going to have the sore thumbs. And it's like, you know, one or two people fucked it up for everybody. They have that m big media coverage of the grow from whatever group that was in the National Forest. And then, of course, they take the pictures of the camp with the uh, empty nutrient bottles. That's and then what they were doing, man. They are trying to blame it on the cartels and, you know what I mean? And that's what I want to know, man. I know we've got some humble people. What's up with the cartels, man? Are they really shooting at cops? Because these cops are running in there with guns drawn like they're ready to get their heads blown off, which, okay, that makes sense. If I'm going up to a strange camp, I might act like that. But then they're fucking flying around on helicopters within, on long lines on helicopters, like a hundred, hanging 100 foot down from a helicopter on a big strap. Like, I mean, isn't that pretty, I don't know, that'd be target practice for if, if, you were really, if you were really worried about getting shot enough to show up with guns drawn, would you really be fucking flying like that, man? You know, you know I, sitting, I, I'd sitting like duck? to know as well, you know, I got a, a, my father lives in Visalia, California, and one day outside of his real estate office, he could see across the street, there's a bunch of activity, people are staging, and it was um, a bunch of uh, I don't know, DEA, whatever task force, all this shit to go up into the hills wherever and he's like it was those the mexican cartel growing and i don't i don't know i don't know um, all the roundabouts of the business but how is that why are you going to take your business up to northern california or central california as a cartel to grow cannabis i guess there's an angle there somewhere oh, yeah. but it's i also a, it's thought there's an angle man you go and get a you know six or eight people man I don't know. I'm I guess you're skipping the skipping, getting it across the border and yeah. all that risk and shit. You're yeah. trying to do it at the source. Yeah, and then you just kidnap their families in Mexico, and then they work for really free. So yeah, it all works out, man. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you, man. Like we said a few episodes back, a few episodes back, just you know, get rid of the prohibition, man. The problem's done. Take away that huge profit margin. Take away, you know, the black market. Um, and all the, the it, you're good to go. Yeah, isn't it particularly so. cruel that they put the? I mean, if you look at Colorado on a map, it's pretty much smack dab right in the middle of the of the United States. You know, I mean, that's where they put the the weed. <laughs> you know, like yeah, that's where you can get weed, man. You want to you want to br <laughs> bring it back anywhere? Go ahead, man. Give it a whirl, man. Why? Oh, oh, you're capitalist. Oh, supply and demand is what you've been taught for. Uh, you know, since you were a kid, we're taught supply and demand in, in this country, man. We fill voids, man. When there's something that needs to be made, yeah, America steps up and profits off it, man. And so, uh, oh, it's such a, such a shock that people are doing this with weed, man. 
I remember I got busted yeah. growing weed for my mom back in the day, and I just looked at her and I go, "Mom, it's four thousand dollars a pound." Okay. <laughs> she just shut her fucking mouth. She didn't say nothing after that, man. <laughs> oh, God, I love her. God, I love her. All right, all right. I think uh, what I'll jam a little here. I don't know. Did, were you were you done with I, what's growing on? Yeah, I mean, when you're ready, I'm gonna rub it in, man. That the DGC cut contest is on, man. And uh, dude, my shit is. I'll talk about what's going on in my grow a little bit later. But man, I went got the brand new can of cocoa. Didn't didn't recycle anything. Got me some down to earth soil <laughs> amendments, man. People spent two hundred and something dollars on insect frass. The guy was like, I don't even know. I didn't even know we had this bag here, man. <laughs> you know? It doesn't have a price. But fuck it, man. I'm pulling oh, out all nice. the stops, homie. What do you grow? You're growing it under 1,000-watt uh, HPS? 1,000-watt HPS the whole way. Veg and flowering, yeah. And veg, you're going to HPS as well, eh? Yeah, I'm lazy, man. I probably should. You know, I have a dedicated veg now, and I hate the... I mean, the, I don't know. I kind of do like like the uh, the red light in here. It's really warm. I don't know. It feels tropical. People come in here. It's my office also. And people are like, wow, man, it's really tropical in here. But um, I might go with a blue or, you know, the blue is more of a white light. So I might go with something like that. But, man, half of it's for effect at this point, man. Yeah. And then what's the the attributes, man, on the contest? It's just I, I'm going to say uh, aroma, flavor, just like the cup. Um, just the same rules as the cut, man, that we did. I mean, we are uh, in you know, Denver, not- man. I mean, we're not far from Denver. We need to get together and uh, let let the crew decide, man. You know we can get a dozen folks to smoke DGC. Yeah. So we'll do that. What do we got? Not- I don't know. Probably. I don't, how long are you going to let yours veg for, man? I'm not sure yet. You know, uh, we'll, we'll just keep discussing it here. All right, because I'm growing uh, a beast, revisit- homie. I'm growing a beast. You should uh, hopefully as well. You should use one of those journals. Oh yeah, keep I track actually and keep have my track my grow everything. journal, man. I've been filling it out. I've got like four words in it, man. All right. All right. <laughs> Recharge, transplant, and the date. Okay. Well, I will cut you off there with what I got growing on. Come on, man. What you got? Uh, going to? I'm hoping uh, we're going to be touring. I don't know if you got a hold of the boys out there, Levi. Um, and uh, they're ready for you tomorrow, man. What's up, Ella? Uh, Elevated Farms. Mm-hmm. Supposed to hit it Friday. Right. Technically Friday, but we'll see what's up. I'm hoping to get out there and tour. Mainly, I had somebody email me and say they wanted to get that recipe for the soil. And I said, well, we'll just go out when we're out there. We'll try and figure it out. Guys, if you didn't hear on the uh, last episode or so, Elevated Farms was hanging in studio. They came in, what, second and third or something? They had some good entries. Yeah, they sure did. DGC Cup. And uh, we wanted to go out and see the... Uh, you know, it's one of my weak points, man. Like I said, uh, the it's just enriched. I won't say I don't like just to say super soil. Just an enriched living soil and and how they're growing. So I'm excited to take a tour out there and check everything out, man. Definitely, and it was really surprising. Know. I mean, they have a lot. You know, ocean forest, happy frog. They they put in their base, and man, they get a lot of flavor out of that stuff, man. You know, so they're grabbing off the shelf components and getting pulling a lot of flavor, man. So I'm really interested to see what they're doing over there. No, and that is what's 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 dope, man. Using uh, to a, to a degree when people still being in prohibition, if you can have a recipe with you know off the shelf products, especially products that pertain to the you know you're trying to stay incognito. So if you're ordering online, let's say you get your ocean forest from your local nursery. And then you need online to order some uh, kelp meal 
and then you also can order some dried neem. That pertains to a pretty wide arena of gardeners, farmers. It's not just like where if you go online and order Big Bud and Wet Betty, you know, it's like, okay, okay. But, yeah, so it's it, that I do like that aspect of it for people that don't have access to hydro stores or in an area that just want to be able to be as incognito as possible, you know. So Like it. We'll get some info, man. I'm hoping we're going to be hanging and uh, burning down and maybe doing a, an episode on the mics, uh, either, either out there or, or whatever. I won't say live. I always want to say live like I'm cool. Scotty and the dude live from <laughs> Elevated Farms, dude, but live. we don't do any actual live shows. Hell no, man. Live's a mess, man. I think I might freak out if I was actually live, you know, with the red light. When the red light hey, goes on, Hey, will you edit on, that out where live. you just said live's a mess? Oh, actually, edit that part, too. Cool. All right, we're back. <laughs> just joking. All right. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I was curious what you guys thought, man. Some of you people out there. What you guys thought of uh, Skunk Magazine? You know, when we were talking about some of the things going on with uh, High Times, I was like, well, you know, we don't talk enough. It's not like they're the, you know, they have a good event. I mean, not this year. I heard a lot of rumors, heard a lot of shit, a lot of pissed off people. I was like, shit, I forgot about Skunk Magazine. So uh, let me know if some of you guys out there jam on that. We, we haven't yet. Uh, getting the rev on the show would be a really good thing to do. I and believe get, uh, I talked you know, to him of... one time, man. I think I did call up there and talk to him, or I can't remember. But, yeah, he agreed to come on. I just kind of dropped the ball on it, man. He's a real nice guy. Yeah, no worries. And if you guys dig on it, I went over to their uh, site and looked at some stuff and whatnot, and I just wanted to get a feel for what they had going on, and it, it was pretty cool. So if any of you guys are avid avid readers or uh, do talk to the Rev and put in your grow questions, let them know, man. We should get them on Dude Grow Show hang out a little bit and we'll, we'll try and hook it up too yeah man yeah hey, I was, while, I was, interest- uh, while I was sick man I was listening to a bunch of Joe Rogan shows man and I started could you go on that show you think man you think you could do that show because that's live bro no the thing with Joe Rogan show is it, I could handle hanging out but it it I don't know it depends man I, I know if I'm ripping I rip a good bong. Like I think I could do it. It's the length of time. You got to be good on the mic. You got to be hanging. You got to have good content for three what, hours, two and a half man. to three yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that could be that could be a little bit intimidating. We used to do a three-hour show, and you know we ditched that for three shows a week, and we're still putting out more than three hours a week. But it would be a little bit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just, tough, you know. I just couldn't do the live thing, I don't think. Man, I might might freak out over that. But otherwise, fuck yeah, I could smoke and bullshit with Joe Rogan for three hours, <laughs> man. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the the fact that a lot of those, um, you know, facilitated by, again, you know, the great herb, which brings conversation. I've said many times in the show where you, you meet an old friend that you haven't seen in a year or two or whatever. And I've even picked somebody up from the airport that I haven't seen in a couple of years and you're kind of like yeah what's up bro you know everything's cool and then you go back to your spot and you share a J, and it's like then you just start like jiving you know like that like the, the the not that there's awkwardness but then it's like you're just open and the shit just starts flowing good conversation just starts happening and i think that's kind of what happens over on that show you know with a lot of cannabis consumption going on yeah it's funny man every now and again you hear people just get too fucking stoned man too stoned on the rogan show <laughs> <laughs> you'll hear a quick funny funny part of what's growing on man i'll pack an ug yeah pack an ug dgc cat hanging out he's local here in d-town and uh he 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 has a uh a job at a certain facility 
that receives a lot of trucks, man, maybe up to like 500 trucks in a shift. And uh, he basically sent me a text and he's like, guess what came my way on the truck I was sorting? And it was it, all the boxes said, do grow show on them, optic foliar. And he said there was like a, a lot. We'll just say a lot of boxes. Dinesh sent the love after hanging out at the cup, guys. Optic Fuller is going to be full on back in stock and was personally handled by somebody in the crew, coincidentally, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, so, you know, came straight from Vancouver and to that facility and part of the crew, you know, sorts our order, which was awesome. <laughs> that is so, crazy, man, that, you got, that the Optic Foliar showed up on the conveyor belt, man. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be back in stock full on. Guys, we are going to have a lot of giveaways coming up, I believe. Do we sort out? We also have coming up here a Blue Lab to give away with a meme. Yes, we sorted today. it out, man. Sweet, sweet. And, um, yeah, next next time around here, not yet, but when we officially announce it, will be the uh, the Optic Fuller giveaway. So that was cool to hear. And, that's man, that's about all I got growing on. That's about all I got growing on. That was a mouthful for both of us for a minute. Should we throw in a jam, throw in a break here for just a heartbeat? Let's do it, man. You know I what mean, song actually, I was like singing to myself, six man? Six heartbeats. Was- the 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 Doctor J song, man. Let's play that one, man. How could you rip the doctor off, man? <laughs> oh, nice. Break it down. We'll be right back. It's all at dudegrows.com, guys. Submit a post over there. Uh, you know, keep in mind we are a growing community. Literally, sites always changing. Things are happening. We'll be simplifying a little bit soon, but go check it out. It's still a great site to hang out and learn a lot. And yeah, don't fuck with Dr. J. <laughs> Absolutely not, man. He's coming up in a little bit. I'll be talking. I got Dr. J on my mind. <laughs> See you in a minute. All right. for you in every kind of weather Growing weed gives me a natural kind of high I planted cameras so I can keep out all unwanted company and some booby traps to make them fools remember you rip the doctor off cut your way into the greenhouse of your brother you claim it's for the weed you love but stealing from your neighbors it's a special kind of scum now you didn't have to stoop so low cut the buds before the trichomes even change their colors you're building bad karma bro sneaking round at midnight in your neighbors grow Don't be sneaking round at midnight in your neighbor's grow. Don't be sneaking round at midnight in your neighbor's grow. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right. So catchy uh, tune, man. Me and Eli, oh, me, me so and Eli Brady have been having some fun, man. Trying to make some tunes together. I was up to like five in the morning yesterday because my sleep was all messed up from being sick. And man, I just had these these weird ones come to me, man. So I, we, we were having some fun. I don't know why he was up at five in the morning. 
<laughs> well, it was good to, uh, yeah, I just had that visual during that song of uh, the skeleton hanging off the greenhouse, like with a noose around its neck. Like, <laughs> you done tainted this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you the, don't want to fuck with Dr. J, man. He'll fuck you up, man. All right. <laughs> nice. You're supposed to say that with more of a, I don't know, kung fu movie accent. <laughs> What you All got, right, man. Brother? So we got, uh, I got a shout, you know, shout out, man. A couple people that help us out, guys. Help them out. Said before, Source Vapes, uh, supporter of the show. We definitely are going to have some more to give away. We're going to keep that going on. Hell Sourcevapes.com. Yeah. If you shop over there, remember at checkout, coupon code DUDE. Definitely gives a little kickback to the show and helps us and offset this and that yeah it definitely as does well hey, real quick I'm, I'm on instagram yeah. i'm learning a couple things man source vapes is on instagram and they've got like this really big battery now man it's like they say that it does simulate a straight up dab it's like a mobile dabbing rig they say i think okay, email a, i saw yeah, an email, email about that like source and, and i want to say it's like runs one off one of those big square batteries i'm not really sure i didn't get out of instagram to actually look at it more than just a little picture but i want to see that thing i think it's 99 bucks it's starts at which also why does it start at $99 what does it end up at <laughs> what does it end up when I put my card in what does it really cost but um yeah I'd like to check that out and like uh, dude dude what is it D- coupon code dude that's what I was trying to say yes sir yeah that you're reminding me couldn't I just make it like ghetto redneck style and buy like you remember those old big batteries that you'd put in those flashlights like when you're in camp or you're like you know it's just like got the double coiled prongs at the top it's a pretty big oh, square yeah, one. Oh, yeah, the lantern yeah, battery, can't we the just, six volt lantern. Yeah, can't we just attach two wires to either side of that and wrap it around a nail, put a little duct tape as a hold, and then you got a, an e-nail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that'll work. Uh, I like yeah, it. Not, not too hard of an on and off. You just got to get the wire this, on and off. It'll be real hot to grab, but you could figure <laughs> it out. This is my six volt <laughs> e-nail. Yeah. I like exactly. it. Exactly. I like it. Uh, another sh- another shout out to uh, Real Growers, Recharge guys. Number one thing out of uh, whatever we have up for offers, but Recharge, pimp your garden. Hey, doesn't that stuff cause growers. brain damage, man? Yes, pick it up. It does. <laughs> that's my t- that's my just Real invitation, man. <laughs> Realgrowers dot com, or if you are an Amazon junkie, as I say, it's over on Amazon. You can just search Real Growers Recharge. You'll find it over on Amazon. Most of the time, even in Amazon Prime, man, get recharged to your door in a couple days and pimp your garden. So <laughs> Nice. All right. That's all I got. That's all I got for my shout-outs, man. What do we got next? Man, let's uh man, let's smoke some weed, dude. I was actually trying while you were while you were talking, I was trying to reach back and get the bong and I have to pack it, man. I've got a man, I took a bunch of different uh, DGC leftovers. You know, I probably had 8 or, or 9 what? little Did you mix them. No, hell no, man. I got this little rack right in my room that just fits perfectly. It fits I think I got 9 or 10 diff- different jars still with the number on them so I know everything I'm smoking. So man, I'm I'm loving it, man. And I am loving the uh uh Dr. J sour grape, man. I got a little bit of that left over. It's the fucking goods, brother. It is the goods. <laughs> so, yeah, big ups to you, I Dr. definitely Jay, have man. some sample bags myself. I remember before I left that night, I, I pulled out those, like, little to-go packs. I packed about five different ones, and they're still hanging out. I still got some of straight nug samples, man. It's not, I got a little bit 
little bit of a buffet, if you will. Yeah, shout out to Straight Nugs. I think he's coming up next week. We're going to hang a little bit. I don't know if he's going to do a segment or not, but we're definitely going to hang, man. Have ourselves a good time. Sweet, sweet. Well, you were smoking that. You know what? I mentioned earlier, I was going to say what you're smoking. Replace were with is, are, am. (laughs) What I was smoking was nothing because I was sick. What I am smoking is, uh, you know, today a little bit of a, man, what was that from KDK? It was the Barbara? Barbara Bud? Is is that what you got? There was, there was Mira's OG, and I don't know if, did she bring the Barbara Bud? I had, the Mira's OG was what she entered in the, uh, in the contest. Gotcha. I think I got some Barbara Bud is what I thought. Nice. But, uh, they was whatever talking it, it came up. from, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate it. That That's rolling. I'm still on the edge of being a little, a little sick, but it, it's feeling good. That's when you know it's, you're, you're about done, so. All right, yeah, yeah. What we're smoking? What we're smoking, man? We need to roll some uh, <laughs> Mendo dope too, man. Don't forget to put that into the show. What kind of weed you smoking on that? Over at Skunk Magazine on their side, I heard some of that Mendo dope. I told, you, I think it's that Barbara Bud. I believe is what I got a sample of. I could be wrong. I know I will get a correction if I am. It'll definitely chime in. Please correct me if I did not get a sample <laughs> when you when we hung out at my spot of the Barbara Bud. Hey, man. And, uh, uh, oh, forget it. Oh, forget it. Yeah, what do we got? Forget brother? it. I shouldn't have taken we gotta that. We're going to get into the memes, man. we got to give away hit, some man. nugs. Just that one bong hit kind of fucked me up, man. Be different Let's now, keep man. Keep you on track here, man. Please. Go halfway down the format and roll with it. you got to talk about memes, <laughs> giving away a blue lab meter, and cool, man. Uh, explaining what the hell's going on. This is the only thing. Like we got to have a final hit here eventually. I, I do, honestly. I get a little tired about talking about I love the memes. I just get a little tired about talking about the memes. All right, man. We'll break it down. Sounds good. You know, do people actually did what, what, what we wanted them to do, which was um, vote a bunch of times for the Blue Lab. So there was folks, I mean, I didn't realize it would get this crazy, man. So I think uh, we got 25 memes from Colorado, or we got 25 likes, rather, from college, Colorado Sherlock, and this is for the, the Blue Lab pen. Uh you got Can't Smell Me at 35 likes. You got Veg Scrog Bloom at 40 likes. And then you got guys like WV Kind, 70 likes. Okay. GCB is actually the winner with 120 likes. Okay. So that kind of got me scratching my head, man. I will say congratulations to GCB. Um, I don't know how the hell you got 120 likes. And uh, since I make the rules, man, I can't really fucking be mad at anybody but myself, man. So I'll have to I'll have to check that out. Um, so what's up? I mean, you think it was some people are taking advantage, or I think that uh, I when I, I was playing around one evening and I set the I set it so you could like every hour, and I was playing around with that idea and forgot to switch it back. Then I I switched one component but didn't switch the other component back. So there was kind of a a way where you could like it, I think, like your post once every hour. You go back and just like and re-like it. So, got you. You know, honestly, those are the rules. I'm a, I'm gonna live by them. And uh, GCB, you got 120 likes. That's cool. You played the game well, and uh, yeah, you get a blue lap pen. What I will say is, I think it's probably more fair to everybody, including our supporters. I mean, the idea behind this is, you know, value for value. We go in and uh, share. Uh, 
these memes that kind of, you know, they promote what our supporters are doing. You know, hey, man, we want a blue yeah. lab pen because blue lab pens are worth a shit, you know? Well, if you promote that all over the place and get different people to, to come over and vote for it, they get to see that. Man, when Blue Lab sees that people are actively participating in that, dude, they're hooking the DGC up, man. We're going to have meters to give away for a long fucking time. You know, it's a, it's a good value for everybody. You know, but if they come and look and see, first off, they see three or four likes. <laughs> I don't know how impressive that is. But in the same time, are we really doing any service to them by allowing folks to vote 100 times for themselves? Now, plus, it'll, shit, I give away nugs every time that I let somebody vote. So I guess eventually, <laughs> if I actually give a shit, I'll start going, start, start uh, losing, losing a bunch there, man. So well, I, think, uh, yeah. I think once a day. I say we make voting once a day. That way, if you fucking really want that thing, man, if you really need that bitch, man, you know, you need that blue lap pen. You can't afford it. You vote once a day. You get your friends to vote once a day. And uh, I don't know. It reinforces. It's like driving by a billboard once a day, I guess. You know? <laughs> what do you think, oh, dude? I, like I, know, I know you don't like nug talk, man, but what do you think, man? Sound about right? Yeah, I think once a day is good. I mean, people usually are act- if they're active on the site. They're there once a day anyway. Not too worried about that, and uh, I do like just yeah, I do like the mean meme contest. We got to get more into uh, making sure we keep the the nug picks coming in, as well as you know. Not so just, true, uh, man. But the, the other shit's it's funny as hell. It is a great. It's a cool way to give away swag. So I'm I'm not against that by any means. So I mean, we're always gonna have. Uh, if other people have ideas, you know, totally down. But we're always gonna have that swag closet with. Uh, I, should, I hate swag. Always gonna have that kind closet it's with some top shit shelf in it, closet, so. man. You kidding me, man? Yeah, yeah. Keep that shit on the top shelf, man. The swag's on the floor, homie. All right. There we go. The top <laughs> shelf is always gonna have some gear. You can so. roll a joint from the weed on the floor, okay? <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Let's. Uh, why don't we uh, throw in uh, the the? Oh, by the way, GCB. Sorry, congratulations. And uh, yeah. hook it up for now. Hey, you know, We're going to get some other shit implemented. What's up? I, I do want to give a shout out to like Albie OG Mangles, man. I'm going to give him a thousand dollars because this shit is fucking awesome. Really makes me laugh. Undershade, I'm giving a thousand nugs to because he's hilarious work, man. He, he really does good stuff, man. And uh, I don't. <laughs> I guess you can't. So he got one that he, he was bummed out. He got a couple dislikes, man. You know, some folks are boob men, Undershade, and, and some folks aren't, you know, so. You know, I, sex sells to most people, man. So I happen to uh, not be offended by those big booby pictures that he puts up. But I guess some people are, man. So take it with a grain of salt, my friend. Can't, you that's, can't yeah, make everybody happy all the time, man. If you try. Sorry, it's a free, uh, it's a free dudegrows.com site. You know, as long as you're not being vulgar, put up as much cleavage or whatever as you want. Um, and, and, and the opposite of that, put up whatever, you know, put up. You know, it, it's, nope, it's nope, good to nope, go. No, nope, no, nope. uh, uh-uh. no naked dudes on no, no, too, man. What <laughs> I said, no naked dudes, man. Oh, I mean, fair enough. We don't want any naked women either. But if you're being creative, Speak be creative. I've been totally <laughs> all right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. All Scotty's right, he's getting a we little just got quicker, a little man. quicker than me. Uh, let's throw in, man. Let's throw in the interview here. Uh, sorry, I was saying before Scotty rudely interrupted <laughs> GCB. Hook it up for now. Um, I think probably the easiest. Just I don't know. Do we have DCB's contact info? Hook me up at dudegrows at gmail. We'll get that blue lab pen out to you. If I gave you five nugs for every time I rudely interrupted, you'd be a rich man. <laughs> totally buy real growers out of business. <laughs> you could, yeah, you would own real growers, man. Well, Scotty had an interview with the guys from Quest Equipment. 
why don't we take a listen in before we get back with what's going on in our grows. So uh, throw that shit in here. It should be okay. It's just Scotty and the Quest guys, so it'll be okay. <laughs> but uh, enjoy, and we'll be right back, guys. Oh, man, we need a dude, uh, you know, like a dude soundboard or something like that to interject the dude into our conversation, man. I'll work <laughs> on it. Here you go, y'all. Talk to you in a bit. trees where we full of the weed in the mounds if you find one you keep the seed you grow it yard up it's a personal thing out deep in the mendel hills the fields green seen redwoods where we can grow safe somewhere where comet don't chase in the soil this weed i campaign sometimes to smoke we don't even use flame chilling in my garden taking solar hits love it outside only way to grow like this indoors got fire environment controlling it straight organic taste when i'm blowing it farmers grow it chop it up about the strain they got how much weight got yielded off of this year's crop smart pots we pros no contenders in and outdoor team green avengers my turf my my hood is Mando. Only argument is outdoor verse Indo. Outdoor verse Indo. M's in the air. My turf, my hood is Mando. Only argument is outdoor verse Indo. M's in the air. Y'all ready to say most, most? Yeah, let's session. Pull out that jar. Light it up. I got some outdoor, you got some ins? Let's have a smoke session, call up the friends Dank out, see which one of us wins For the look, smell, taste, how much you gotta spend First round smoke fog the windows Competing, comparing, outdoor versus indo Says it looks better, but me I got the taste He had some good green, but me I had the grapes Me I'm rolling quake, a chill cat Ate a weed brownie up in a go, I feel that Sit back, relax, kick my feet up Call my homeboys, light some weed up Drought stay be rough, but it's what we go through Got the highest percentage of weed, cut I told you Why we got indoor cultivating the smoke too Farming's my game, let me shape and mold you My turf, my hood is Mando Only argument is outdoor verse Indo Outdoor verse Indo M's in the air my turf, my hood is Mando. Only argument is outdoor verse Indo. M's in the air. I live for my culture, stick to my tradition. Bother nobody, no need for a conviction. Real connoisseur, got weed in competitions. High times, cannabis cups, we on a mission. Looking for the next top 10 on the charts. Indoor, outdoor, give it a spark. Which one is your favorite? What you gonna choose? How you gonna smoke it? What you gonna use? A bong, pipe, zigzag of wood. Outdoor, nobody's got it like my hood. Good grown Cali herb, started from seed. Cut it, clone, grow it outside, compare the tree. High grade, depending on the strain you got. There's an art to the cannabis indoor crop. It won't stop. It's Mando living. Stores got turkey bags, but it ain't Thanksgiving. My turf, my hood is Mando. Only argument is outdoor verse Indo. Outdoor verse Indo. M's in the air. My turf, my hood is Mando. Only argument is outdoor verse Indo.
What's up, y'all? It is the day before 420. It is 419, man. And we are getting ready for the uh, the festivities. We actually got Cliff and John from Quest Dehumidification. Is that you guys are Quest Dehumidification now? Uh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, it used to be Quest Equipment, right? We were more of Quest Equipment, right? So now we're going with the Quest, uh, yeah. All DMRs. right. Well, first off, welcome, boys. Thank you for having us. Oh, man. Thanks for uh, paying the respects to Colorado. 420 week, man. Absolutely. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Damn straight, man. Damn straight. <laughs> well, cool, man. We're at the Way, Way to Grow Studios, and we are talking a little dehumidification. I've been waiting for these boys to come on in because I've been... I, Cliff actually hooked me up with... Uh, it was the 155 that That's you hooked right. me up with, yep. dehumidifier. And I knew I was going to need it when I got into flowering, but I just redid my room uh, uh, in January. So I just this is my first harvest going through it. And I was surprised, man. In the beginning, when the plants were small, I was really surprised I didn't need much dehumidification, man. Everything was in check. And then all of a sudden, man, the plants started getting big. And I was like, I found, I thought it was all environment that determined whether you needed a dehumidifier. It's how big a plant you're going to grow, man, because those plants are transpiring. They're sweating out the, uh, the moisture. Yeah, I think there's a tipping point where... You know, the plants are small and the environment's kind of under control just naturally and the plants get to a certain size and the things you were relying on just are suddenly not capable. It just doesn't work the same way anymore. Yeah, yeah. Now, now the wrap on, you guys are, a, a, I won't say a strictly commercial unit, but the wrap on you guys is you make commercial equipment, man. We try to make everything as best we can. So. Yeah, I mean, this unit that I got from you, the 155, I called you up, told you what I needed, and, and you sent a unit. that It's a, it's a two-man job, man, to move that thing, man. <laughs> it is. It is. It's, it's not as, huge, man. It's what, no. about three foot by maybe 18 inches, something like that? For it's about, yeah, it's about 18 by 18 by three long, so. But uh, it's a legit piece of equipment, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's designed to last uh, seven, eight years. Nice. Nice. All right, that's, okay, so. Tell me about so quest uh, dehumidifiers now, man. So, what do you guys? You guys are strictly dehumidification. When I think of y'all, you know, we make a lot of different things. I mean, for a variety of markets. For this market, I think the thing that we make that makes the most sense are dehumidifiers. I mean, we, we make heaters, we make uh, some some portable air conditioners, but you know, that's that's not where the market is anymore. Sure. Yeah. And okay, so when do you need a dehumidifier, man? Is is it when the walls start start crying, man? When they start sweating? <laughs> Yeah, I, th I think from our point of view, it's a sealed system, right? Yeah, ventilating a room, that, that seems to add a lot of different problems, uh, powdery mildew. Whenever you seal up your environment for more control, um, that's when you have a humidity problem typically, and you need to temper that. Yeah, you're just kind of trapping all the <clears throat> mm -hmm. moisture in the room in the same way that you're trapping the CO2. You're yeah. trapping the water. I was studying up on this a little bit, and uh, we were, I was trying to read about the vapor pressure deficit, and it said that 90% of the water that the plant sucks up, and I mean, each one of my plants sucks up about two gallons a day. I got six in one of the rooms. It's 12 gallons going into the air. They said 90% of that water uh, is evaporated and transpired into the air. 10% is used to actually build plant mass. I was like, wow, that's a lot of, uh, a lot of water being used there. Yeah, I was I was shocked too. The uh, the water that the plant that you're feeding is really more of uh, it's more of just a, a vessel to to feed the nutrients. Uh, the plant really takes the CO two out, that takes the carbon out of the air, and releases the oxygen and the water. So very little. Yeah, I was surprised too. Very little of the water. It behind. is just a vessel, and that's what I was thinking about this vapor pressure deficit, which I think is a fancy way of saying you have a, a sweet spot for your humidity. 
you want somewhat high humidity, but not not such high humidity that uh, that it breeds pathogens and, and all that, you know? So I think it's kind of a, a finding that sweet spot. And that's where I really thought this, this you guys are going to, I'm going to have to reach into my toolbox for this, man, you know <laughs> what I mean? And having a dehumidifier that I can dial in, you know, the that that I think is really integral to this, man. Yeah, vapor pressure deficit is a funny thing. We've uh, we've gotten a lot more calls about it recently than we've ever had. Sorry and, about uh, that. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's it shows that people are thoughtful and that they they care about what they're doing and they're trying to you know achieve their best. But but yes, vapor pressure deficit basically says that uh, the plant has to breathe. It's taking things in and it's putting things out at the same time. And there's an optimal condition at which it can do that right we want it to to be the stomatas have to stay open Mm -hmm. so it can't be so dry that the stomatas are are sucking closed and trying to keep every little bit of uh of of moisture that they have in the leaf and it can't be so humid that there's no reason for any kind of water to travel through the plant to transpire you know if we never sweat we would never get you know whatever the, the the Last night's booze out, man. You got to sweat that out, man, you know? Right, right. And so the, so the idea behind the, the, the dehumidifier being controlled on vapor pressure deficit is, or at least controlling your, your environment on vapor pressure deficit, is that the plant is most comfortable. Yeah, there's the, that's what I got out of it, too. It seemed like a really fancy way of saying that there's a sweet spot of humidity. Too high humidity, you're, you're, you want to play kind of somewhat high, but not too high that you're going to actually get... Uh, uh, get fungal pathogens and whatnot. I think they were saying under 50% was just kind of dangerously low. They were saying at that point, you're... When you look, here's the trick. When you look at vapor pressure deficit as a way of, of producing the ideal environment, you're playing on the higher end of relative humidity. You start getting close to or at the point at which uh, mold becomes potentially conducive. So you're you're kind of like right on that edge and it's a fine line. And I think if you if you look historically back to why do we why do we use relative humidity and not vapor pressure deficit? I think first of all the con- the ability to control relative humidity was the tools were available to us. But, right. But also you have to really be knowledgeable about molds and mildews and to understand what they are capable of or how how close. You, I mean, if you're on a fine line, you need to know what what the wrong side of that line looks sure. like, so you don't ever go a little too far. So. I guess the flaw in vapor pressure deficit is it does lead you along a uh, along a path that's you're a little Slippery in the danger. Yeah, it's definitely. a little dangerous for molds and mildews. Yeah, but, it's telling you to be up at seventy percent humidity. But it's a little bit more finite of a measurement of actually how much water is in your room. Right. Uh, relative humidity is exactly that. It's relative to temperature. It's humidity that's there, but it can change with the temperature. Gotcha. Gotcha. I mean, the the takeaway of of all these articles, I think, is just that. Uh, from what I'm to see, first off, at the end of flowering, I saw this from, I was looking at some tomato production. It seems like you do want to lower the humidity down when you're at the last couple of weeks of flowering. I've uh, seen some some evidence, at least with greenhouse tomatoes, that say that they're getting a better fruit quality and a, and a higher overall weight. Um, and then it seems like in vegetative, you really want a fairly high humidity, almost up to almost up to 70% is what they're recommending. I've, yeah, now. I've heard I've heard up to 80. Yeah, and I have... You know, done that. That's why I called you guys for a dehumidifier. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was in the 80s, and aside from you know, literally the walls sweating, I was actually getting some uh, pretty good results. Man, it was like a tropical rainforest down there. And I have a bamboo farm in Florida. It's always above 80 percent humidity there, and the things propagate themselves. You know, it's like living in a greenhouse. So I mean, there's there's something to it. 
That being said, they sell a lot of fungicides down in Florida. Man. Yeah, you know what? There's also a lot of in uh, Florida mosquitoes. So <laughs> you've got the ideal environment for bugs down right. there. Wow, man. Now you said something because me and you were talking and you're talking a lot about, uh, you know, he had an interest in pests. You had an interest in pesticides. And I was like, why is a dehumidification company have an interest in pests and pesticides? And you kind of clued me in that they are, you know, they really are related. And when I say pests, I'm th- talking about fungal pathogens. I'm talking about PM. And I'm like, wow, you're right. And then, uh, John, you jumped in and you said that, hey, there's a lot of uh, a lot of these commercial grows that I go to. They either get it or they don't. They're either following the rules and, and it's working or they don't understand the rules yet, and they're just playing yeah, the problems. The ones that I did go to that had the PM problem were the ones that had um, negative pressure. You know, they were introducing some kind of, you know, some kind of foreign element that could give them PM, that that type of thing. But the ones that didn't have the problem, surprisingly, were the sealed rooms with dehumidification. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it just seems like you know, following. Some yeah, that was more sarcasm fun- on yeah, my end. Yeah, fun- <laughs> fundamentals, man. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's pretty interesting. So you're saying that sealing up the room, just keeping every I mean it does make just good common sense, man. You seal up the room, you don't suck outside air in and you don't suck pathogens in. Yeah, yeah Cliff said something, he used the term manufacturing, you know. You're sure. manufacturing a product. You want to control every aspect as you can, you know. Um and with a controlled environment, you you have more control over your end product. Yeah, that's the truth now. Now, so, I mean, is there any kind of takeaway or rule of thumb we can give folks from veg to flowering? I was kind of talking to you guys in the pre-interview, if you want to call it that, in our BS session earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were just talking about how, like, I've been growing weed for 25 years, man, and I still couldn't say, look, in vegetative, you want to be at this exact humidity. When you get to early flowering, this humidity, late flowering, I do say I'm going to start playing around now that I have the ability to do so. I'm going to start dropping the humidity late in flowering, man. Pull it down as close to the 50. Yeah, if I was doing it, I would probably stay between 60 and 80% in the veg um, as far as relative humidity. Uh, in flowering, I would probably be in the 55 to 60 range. That's going to keep your vapor pressure deficit about ideal. You know, assuming that we're in the 76, 78 Fahrenheit as well during uh, flower. Uh, at night, I wouldn't go probably below 72 to 75. That's going to help tremendously as far as temperature. Um, and then again, I would stick in that 50 to 55, maybe, you know, 5% lower relative humidity at night. Um, and in the last, wow, man, that's in the last solid information. In the brother, last two weeks you. of flower, I would go to 40% relative humidity. I, I, that would be my goal. And, and actually, I don't believe that's the ideal vapor pressure deficit. But at, at this point of the game, in my opinion, it, it you can't get mold or mildew. You have to, you have to just ensure, you know, that you're good oh, right to the end. Man, there is nothing more disheartening than putting all your work into something and then actually you go to at cut down, you go and you see that you've got, uh, you've got bud rot, you know, and it's just garbage. So, the other thing about a lower humidity in the last couple of weeks is it's going to allow you to flush the plants a lot quicker. And ah, so, so having a li- having about. a drier condition when we're flushing is going to be beneficial because now we want the leaves getting rid of, uh, you know, we want them transpiring all the moisture and we just want to give them more and more so that we've, you know, we flush the system. All right. Since it's just audio, this is me giving Cliff a fist bump, man. <laughs> Powerful, man. That is great information, man. And and I guess the other thing I would say is uh, we're working with uh, and, and recommending to the control manufacturers that we see, whether at trade shows or calling them up or reaching out through email or other methods. Uh, and we're saying, hey, maybe we should consider creating a, a tool for the growers to control our dehumidifiers on vapor pressure deficit for, you know, somebody who's sophisticated enough who feels comfortable with that. 
Um, Interesting. I don't know that I would recommend starting with that if you're yeah. a new grower, but I think if you're an experienced grower and you really understand the concept, then that's a tool you, you could use. And me and my buddy JR were talking this morning, and we are saying that vapor pressure deficit, it is a tool that you, you can use. It's something that if you have an understanding of it, at least when you look at the air, you know, air is, you know, you can't see it. So it's one of those things you can't feel it. You know, it's one of those things that's very easy to ignore it. And you can't ignore the air. You have to understand that there's humidity. There, there's some fact temperature and humidity. There's factors that in temperature we can actually feel. Humidity somewhat we can feel, but but not as sensitive. It's, we're not as apparent. Yeah, it's not as obvious to us exactly. So we like to say we're experts on air. You know, we know cooling. We know dehumidification. We know air purity. Um, Sensible you know, versus latent. Yeah, yeah, we know, you know, you got... Uh, volatile organic compounds these are all the things that we talk about in right. our office so but what's around the plant air right all these things are touching the plant 100 percent of the time so uh at the end of the day the conclusion is you've got to control the humidity and uh, you won't have molds you won't have mildews and uh right i guess that's the story what's so what's a unit like uh you know my unit's big i look at my unit 155 as a commercial unit if uh, you know a lot of the guys are four lighters or something in a little eight by eight or a grow tent, at what point do you do you step up to a quest? A lot of guys have these uh, disposable oh, yeah. units as well, you know. Uh, I think that depends on your water that you're adding per day. Uh, you know, there's the three or four per light rule. You know, pint yeah. Per light. Typically, we see customers using about uh, uh, a gallon or two per thousand watt light. So you know, if you've got uh, four lights, suddenly you're using eight gallons a day. Yeah. Eight gallons. Right. Uh, there's eight pints in a gallon. You're, you're suddenly close to 70 pints of water. If you've been doing it a while, you're probably using more water per light. And so it, it just comes down to your needs. Are you, are you using supplemental CO2? Are you, are you going to sell it, resell it? And it's going to be regulated and inspected. Are you just a purist and you want it to be as perfect as possible? Sure. So but, really it's anybody <clears throat> who, uh, who's trying to do either it right, whether it's just their, their philosophy or if it's a business decision. Does CO2 have any, any effect on humidity or is it just that once you're in CO2, you're just sealing the deal for a sealed room? The second one, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> once you once you trap the CO two, you trap the moisture. Mm-hmm. Right. So you know, obviously, a lot commit of growers to CO two you commit to a dehumidifier. Yeah, a lot of growers start with a light. They're growing in a home. The environment's already controlled. They put a plant in. That plant is relatively insignificant compared to the air conditioning system that's in that home. Right. Uh, and so that that all is just controlling it, and they're not thinking about it. But once you go and you build a room outside of a house, and you start putting in and outfitting it, sure, in its own environment. The thing that's not there is a dehumidifier. It just doesn't transfer. Going back to when should they step up to a Quest uh, idea, I think it's it's more of the long-term solution. You know, How long do they plan to be doing this, Great. really? Sure. Yeah, um, because, yeah, ours cost typically more in the initial cost of the Look, machine, right? But, you guys ever seen the Volcano Vaporizer? Yes. Yeah. It's a 500 or $600 vaporizer took me buying about five cheap $150 vaporizers till I finally bought that one. You can buy disposable equipment. I mean, come on, this is a disposable yeah, society that. where we've got these little hydrofarm ACs that people run for two years. It breaks, you throw it in the garbage can, and uh, you buy another one. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, or you can buy a mini split and be done with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of along the same mentality as what I'm thinking. Yeah, that and, and it's typically more expensive to run those cheaper machines Uh, so not not only are they cheaper at the beginning they end up costing you more because they cost more to run so 
we're more more of the payoff in the long term. Yeah, that's that's sense, our solution. Right? I mean, our, we make the most energy efficient dehumidifiers in the world. So, at ah. some point, we will help you get your money back. <laughs> really, most, yeah. That's that's a powerful statement because I mean, I'm we're sitting behind a wall of can fans right now. Can fan always has knockoffs coming over, trying to be a little bit more efficient than them, being like, "Look, look at us, you know, mm-hmm. we took what they did and did it a little better." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, everyone, you know, we can say whatever we want on the side of the box, right? I, I think uh, if you ask people, if you go into your grow shop and see what you know people are using, what they're recommending, you hear things like the can fan and right. Quest and yeah. Uh, Gavita and others, right? So, yep. And it's also, I mean, it's about durability, man. It's about, you know, is it going to work in a few years? You yeah. Know? And if you go, if you go back five years ago, the industry, no one knew how long they would be in any given spot, right? That's I so think, true. I think we're now in a stage where we can say, hey, look, we can, we, we plan to be here a while. So now we can make investments in, in, these pieces yeah. of equipment. I think we're now in a stage where we realize that we better get our cost per gram down if we want to survive, man. Yeah, economic efficient production system, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah, for real, man. And one more thing, guys: air conditioning and dehumidification. What's the relationship between them? I have an air conditioner. Do I need? And my air conditioner has dehumidifier setting on it, man. What, what's the yeah, deal? Yeah, I'll handle that one. So the <laughs> uh, so there's in the in the science of of these two things, we have what we call latent heat and sensible heat. And I guess the best analogy I can have is think about an automotive engine. You've got horsepower and torque. And so horsepower is what we often think of when we think of an engine. And so when we think of air conditioning dehumidification, we're always thinking temperature, which is more like horsepower. Right. Dehumidifier is more like torque. It's the power. Uh, so long story short, if a de- you can you use the same components to have uh, to address sensible or latent heat. Latent heat is humidity. Sensible heat is temperature. If we can tune the the product to do one or the other, if we try to draw it right down the middle, it's going to be bad at both. Compromise. Nobody gets what they want. Right. My wife that all the time. So if you take the components (laughs) and you make an air conditioner really efficiently, you get a poor dehumidifier. But it does do some dehumidification. And then on the flip side, if you take the same components and make a dehumidifier that's really efficient, it's not a good air conditioner. So, Was it a layout of the coils or something like that? Or? Yeah, that's yeah, that's where the uh, real science is. Uh, there's a few things to it. Uh, don't get too deep, man. Don't, don't my, take me down the rabbit hole, Not man. necessarily my forte, but but our engineers are phenomenal. And, sure. uh, and you know, that's what they spend their whole lives almost doing. They, they went to school for it. They studied every day. They practice it. They try new concepts remind me not to ask them about it <laughs> it's yeah we have a guy who always says dehumidification is a dry subject and then he laughs uh so awesome it's not fun to talk about but at the end of the day you know we're, we're just here to say hey look we've got a great product we're trying to help people we want to educate people we're not we don't want to be pushy um you know and we know it works yeah and another important thing to the dgc is these guys come over and drop the knowledge and they um they're helping us become better growers. I have a Quest dehumidifier in my room, and we support the ones that support you, y'all. We vote with our dollars around here. Well, we appreciate being here. We're glad to uh, hear that uh, you like your unit. And I love it, man. Absolutely love that unit. Man. Last time around the show, we had a few people call us up, and uh, we were really excited to hear that. And a few people bought units, and they called us back and said they were great. So that's always nice to hear. The powerful DGC, man. Love it. Thanks, Quest. Thanks, uh, Cliff. Thanks, John. Appreciate Thanks for it, having us. Happy 420. Happy 420, man. Let's get it started. Yeah. All right. On. All right. Mike's off. All right. I feel a little... Uh... I feel a little a little smarter about uh, understanding. I mean, for me, I just keep it basic where I need my levels and bloom and veg. There's uh, something about that vapor thing. pressure deficit, man. You get that shit dialed in, man. You get your shit 
you know, that, that's, that's dial in your environment, man. Well, the one thing people for, do forget about is uh, the fact of putting in, or not putting in, but when lights are off, people don't think of shit. So make sure you have a hygrometer. You want to make sure you have. That's why people are like, why do you need a humidifier and a dehumidifier? It's like, man, when the lights go off, you got shit to take care of. You know, a lot of time your humidity spikes up. When your lights are off in prime bloom, you know, you got beautiful fat-ass flowers. Yep. You don't want your nighttime humidity up that high if you can help it. So yep, it's a good thing to take into consideration. <laughs> yeah, I asked him about that. I was I, I was wondering if people were running different humidities there in the daytime and the nighttime, and they didn't seem to have a much, you know, much information about it. So I, I guess they don't get too much call. I was wondering if they have to, you know, have specific timers, you know, routed to the dehumidifier and whatnot. And uh, I know that they did come out with a cool new dehumidifier. They actually uh, hooked Way to Grow up with one. It's a 220 <clears throat> or 230, whatever they said. And it does, it has like a board that instead of just a simple, uh, you know, therm, it, what would be a humidistat, I guess it would be called. That's, you know, what, te- what, what humidity you want to set it at. It, what, you wired it into a board. And that was probably so you could control it daytime and nighttime and all that. You know, they're kind of getting yeah. fisto now. Rising to the occasion, man. <laughs> well, what's going on in our grows? Oh, and before that, I, I did mention, guys, I did, uh, I, I did. I wouldn't say hassle. I told the captain, man, we want to hear about this UV light. Hey, do, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, do captain, not be hassling the captain, man. Oh, I, I hear you, man. The captain, <laughs> Cap- no worries. Captain runs at his own Captain's speed, con- man. All right, man. Contributions are awesome. If you haven't checked it out, Captain's Corner, uh, really great wealth of knowledge. And uh, great contributor to the site, much appreciated, of course. So hopefully we're going to hear. I know we got a handheld UV light, and he came home to some PM after a trip. So I want to hear how all that went. And shout out to you, Captain, if you're listening. That's all I'm saying. All right, man. All right. Yeah, Undershade uh, had, a, had a, like a pretty cool meme. It says, what happened to the captain? And it's like kind of like where's <laughs> like an abstract where's Waldo, you know? Yeah. But, hey, it's good to we'll be missed every now and again, man. All right? What's going on in our grows? All right. So I'll, I'll break it down. You just heard Scotty talking for a bit with the Quest guys. So I'm going to talk about what's going on in my grow here a little bit, you know? It's usually it's usually good news. What do you think? Yeah, I can only imagine, man. You grow the dank, homie. Just because I'm going to no, beat I'm you sorry. at the I mean, DGC like cut, man, doesn't mean that uh, that you ain't a dank grower, homie. <laughs> That's oh, right. No, the I shit just, talk the more starts, you, man. The more you start talking like that about your grow, then you know you're you're doomed like the spider mites or the russet mites are listening they're like oh, he thinks man. he's good man there's a guy robert that's over at uh on the uh, what is it uh nectar for the gods forum over on facebook is a really uh-huh. nice guy i've sent him recharge super cool guy and he's talking about he's battling hemp russet mites man so if you all know robert b out there man tell him tell him the dude knows how to beat hemp russet mites what's the species you use again do you remember offhand sorry to put you on the spot but Oh, for the russets, yeah. man, it's subspecies, like, oh, I don't. It's, it's out all there right. all over. Okay, the, cool, man, but that shit works, right? You beat them with Andersoni. It, right? I believe Andersoni is the subspecies. Okay. Um, uh, but, yeah, you do want to get the right ones, and you do want to check your environmental conditions. There are different russet mite predators that seem to be really good, but then you, you realize they only... As with all predators, they only function well at this environmental parameter. Yeah, usually so it's humidity you, is what really has has to do with it. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, I want to talk about. I was getting ready. I've been thinking. I got those uh, 
pineapple haze seeds from I Love Growing Marijuana. Shout out, I love growing marijuana.com. Cool ass site. Um, great place to order seeds from my experience. And uh, I'm ready to, I'm, I'm excited because I've never planted anything where I'm like, all right, 85 day flowering period, baby. Let's Probably get can't hide in here. Can't, what's that? <laughs> Nothing. Keep going. Can't hide what? Can't hide what? I see you said you were so excited, man. I guess you couldn't hide it, man. Oh, okay, okay. All right. You got to be clear. Um, Hell no, man. Anyway, I'm the uh, smoking weed, man, listening to you talk, man. Do your thing. That works. Brother. That works. Just basically been thinking about uh, what I'm going to do this season. I don't ha- I still have the option. I don't think I'm going to exercise it. People are going to call me out. But I, don't, I think I'm going to take a break for one year from growing outdoors. I have for the past four years. And Way I just to really overgrow, to dude. Up. I just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for busting my balls. Why wouldn't I be the first to call you out, man? I mean, I, I'm still going to have some of my veggies and peppers. And I was tempted to get uh, the greenhouse on the side of the house as well and really dial that in because nothing uh, – where where I live, as you, if you guys listen to the show, is a hail slash – high wind slash who the hell knows what's going to happen with the freeze Colorado. So having a greenhouse is just like enables you to sleep well or leave town for a few days and, uh, you know, not, for, not enjoy your vacation instead of think about your plants the whole time. Right. Don't get me wrong. I've been like, on nothing a, says a rob me from Google trip. earth, like a greenhouse in, in, in Metro <laughs> Denver, man. Nah, no, nah, it's gonna be all frosted out windows. You wouldn't know what's going on inside. Yo, it's no, no, it's all, it's all murdered you... out, man. It's all blacked out, man. Black on black, man. Yeah, yes, you never yes. see it from the Murdered air, man. Out greenhouse. I only get twenty percent of the sun rays, so <laughs> nice. <laughs> Basically, I'm gonna chill. I mean, I just I, I know the the responsibility that people don't um, you know, think like what what's up with that? There's a lot of responsibility with outdoor growing. There's a lot of maintenance, especially if depending on how you're irrigated. Uh, there's a lot of thinking, like Scotty just said. There's security. There's all kinds of shit, you know. And I want to take one day off to focus on these one day, one season off to focus on these pineapple haze seeds and do a little bit of a breeding project indoor and try and look at because I got that new mini split which I haven't installed yet. And then I, you know, total controlled environment and pheno track, if you will. One of my weak points is you know how how did I pick this pheno of these five seeds and breed a little not breed i shouldn't say breed because i'm not going to be making seeds and stuff but uh just focus on my two small indoor rooms and be able to do that and not you know you can go crazy in an outdoor week that's oh shit man it's going to be 100 to 101 this whole week that basically means like unless you got full irrigation indoor and outdoor garden full automation which we all seen what happens with full automation shit um, works man automation works you're you're, it does work, but you got to be there. You're, you're working your ass off, just and I can't. Set it up I don't right, brother. T- you got to set it up right. I mean, this is this is the dude and me talking. I, mean, I just bought a brand new mountain bike for the first time in six years. Right, paddleboard on a mountain bike, brother. I want to get on the the river and raft. And when you do all those activities, if you're away for more than a few days Wait. as a farmer, farmers can totally relate to this conversation. You know, that's it's hard to get away from your crop. You know, when you're exposed oh, to the outdoor elements. So, um, you know that yourself. Dude. I mean, shit can take a beating. Yeah, I interviewed a dairy farmer one time, and he was just like, 
he was kind of, he was like, dude, never, never do I get a break, man. You know, the cows need to be milked every day, man. Six in the morning or something weird like that. I think it was even earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, yeah, you got to be careful there, man. So I'm going to chill one season, you know, and just get after it. The sprinklers um, grow you know, my I always bamboo. feel, <laughs> instead of that biological clock, I got that shredological clock. I should patent that. You know, where I know things are going to change. Uh, but on the indoors, I'm going to switch it up a little bit too, Scotty. I was thinking about it being a cocoa grower. Um, we all know the watering needs of cocoa are high. Uh, if, unless you are, have a drip system, it, it, it's needy. And depending on the temperature of your garden, it can be very needy. So I wanna, I'm want i going to go back to, I'm not sure what mix yet. I'm thinking of doing the Canaterra. Uh, but a, a peat mix. Like I'm still going to have cocoa, but a cocoa peat mix. So if it is warm and I'm not there, I can get away with that three-day water where I'm like, all right, I'm leaving town today. I'm going to soak these bitches to saturation, and then I know they're good for three days. And you just have something against the real hempies, man, where you can walk away for seven or ten days, man? It's just against, it's against your constitution, man? Is that what's going on? Uh, I do, man. I do. We'll see what the DGC... Uh, Clone grow off, man. Yeah. No, man, I don't okay. fully. I just That's it okay. is a good answer. Okay. It's a good solution. <laughs> it's a good solution, but it's not how I like to grow. I agree in the sense that it, that it. Uh, you like to stress yeah, about know, water and shit when you're away, right? I dig. You know what stressing about water does? It keeps you in your grow. Keeps the tank coming. Keeps PM out. Keeps mites out. Keeps your <laughs> eye on the leaves every day. So the person has to go there, man. Below the belt, right. man. Over the line. All right, to end what's going on in my grow, I wanted to give a reminder. Seasons are changing, obviously. Don't get behind the the, the, the bullet. Um, garden maintenance is important. Don't forget about, like, simple AC filters, man. I have a portable AC from Hydrofarm now yep. for the first time ever going on, like, over my third year with it because, uh, like the, the Tommy said out there uh, here in Denver, shout out to Tommy at Hydrofarm. He's like, man, you probably clean the filters. I'm like, yeah, every time I harvest, I clean the filters. Why do you look at me and say you probably don't? (laughs) You got to undo some screws. You got to pull some filters. You got to do some maintenance. And the thing keeps running great. Uh, The other thing, guys, don't forget, like, your light lenses. Uh, I see it on both. I mean, I don't air cool any HID bulbs anymore because I'm running the bare bulb, uh, Hortelux Blue, and then the Spectrum Kings. The Spectrum Kings, just from my humidifier, Fuck. which kicks out like a, a swamp fog, they get they get a film every couple weeks. They got to give it a light a light rub, man. And and then also, if you do have the option, if you if you scrog or or trellis or have your plants all attached together, this isn't an option. But if you do have the option, two times a, a whole grow, if you can pull all your plants out of your room and do a thorough vacuuming sweep, wipe your walls down. It gives you a good chance to walk around your grow, notice things you might not while you're doing like I do, which is like yoga to work through my, like, oh, I got to go change out that CO2 tank, man. Let me let me get my yoga out, <laughs> you know. <it's, laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's ridiculous trying to get through my room, man. Exactly. And uh, lastly, a major important one that people overlook, especially in prohibition states, your carbon filter, guys. If you live in a high humidity area, your carbon filter is going to be trashed quicker. <laughs> yeah. And don't forget, don't go go spend a, a you know an hour or two outside where you haven't smoked, you haven't been inside, have a fresh nose, if you will. 
and go over to your, your uh, let's say you have an outtake from your garden, even if it's just your hoods, you know, some people think their hoods are clean. And then you go to the outtake where your, your air-cooled hoods are, either on the roof or out the side of the house or out a basement window, and you're like, holy shit, that actually stinks a little bit. you know. And the one problem that happens is 90% of the time you're good, but then the utility guy had to read your meter, and he's an asshole. You know? like keep all that in mind. Um, even if you're venting out the roof, go up on the roof and act like you're inspecting the roof or playing with the shingles right. and keep in mind where your, where your outtakes are and make sure nothing stinks outside. How many stories on Dude Grow Show have we read about people getting in trouble because of odor in Prohibition states? It's horrible. It's just that long-haired stone guy playing with shingles on the roof again. <laughs> yeah, dude. dude don't, don't go up there in your Grateful Dead hoodie <laughs> and, you know, stumble around. You know, try and look professional. Maybe take a tape. Actually, perfect. Take a tape measure, and even if you're not even really measuring anything, just put it out a couple times. <laughs> you're good the to dude go. shows you how to fit in, man. All right, that's all I got going on my grow, man. What do you got, Scotty? Man, you know, I actually cleaned everything up and, and you know, re built my not rebuilt but just rebuilt my soil for uh for vegging the dgc cut along with uh, some of the other straight nugs genetics man i think i got the blue widow i'm gonna do again uh the sueno og which is dude that just smells awesome man and uh yeah i'm really looking forward to this round man it's like one of those rounds where i don't know i think you i will say thank you man i am busting your balls about uh the, you know, the contest or whatever, but, you know, it's absolutely brotherly and friendly, my friend. So, uh, uh, but it is inspiring me to be a better grower, man. As a matter of fact, I just got this shit scared out of me when you said Spectrum King, man. For some reason, I just blocked that out of my head that I'm competing with the Spectrum King. That actually does scare yes, the sir. shit out of me. Uh, I think I'm going to go finish my LED light this week. I think you've given me a reason to finish my LED light, man. You know, I'm pretty close on it, man, so... I don't know, man. Or or is that against the rules, man? Is this is this HPS versus? Uh, no, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, whatever you want to, what whatever like, you want to grow under. We're not having a the, the rules are growing. There comp- are no rules. That's my kind of contest, homie. You just don't want to, you know, have it where it, once it turns into a, a weight contest. I think that's where you get, you know, shenanigans. No, I'm worried about trikes. I'm worried about trikes, bro, with your Spectrum King. I think you're going to crush me in trikes right now. Uh, just, you know, the way I do it with the HPS, I mean, I'm, I'm decent. It comes out good, but it ain't nothing like that crazy shit you've been pulling, man. So I am going to have to pull out some stocks. I do believe that Spectrum, man. I think that you can do Yeah, I don't finish with the uh, Metal Halide at the end. I do think there's something to that. So these are just little tricks I might have to pull out this time, man. But I think I might just have to go with the, I don't know, man. When you have a competition, I seen this on uh, <laughs> Pitmasters where they're always barbecuing. You don't really try something new in competition. You know, you go with what you know. So I'll have to, th- yeah. I'll have to think about it, dude. But this is gonna be fun, we'll man. Go, we'll, we'll go about it like I'm still watching uh, one of my the shows. Like to zone out to late at night is the Hell's Kitchen. Oh yeah. And uh, I'm like nice behind guy, the scenes. Gordon I don't Ramsay. know what episode I'm on. I'm watching it on Hulu, so I'm not watching it updated. But regardless, it's like, uh, man, that's that's how we'll sometimes judge. You know, I feel like sometimes I, when I go into your room, your room, I want to be like, like, dude, Ramsey, I don't know, like, come on, you know, it's, it's good shit, you know. <laughs> no, my Just room's it, my room's it, badass, man. Clean. No, man. not in a bad like way. Different growers, bro. man. 
Isn't it? Isn't it different growers for different strokes? Is that what it's called? Yeah, that is exactly what they say. But man, <laughs> hey, I built this soil, so I got the brand new bags of can of cocoa. Um, filled a few inches. I'm doing the real hempy bucket, so I got a few inches. I think I do three inches of perlite, a, la- a solid layer of perlite on the bottom. But then I've got uh-huh. this mix where I put can of cocoa, and then I fucked around with some stuff that I'm not really used to playing with. Again, man, I'm not going to let a competition stop me from trying to to do better. If it fucks if it fucks me up, then hey, who cares? You win, <laughs> you know. But um, I took uh, some crushed oyster shells and put them in there because I'm gonna veg these bitches for a while. And I figured by the time I start flowering them, those things should start breaking down. I heard they take like almost 90 days to start breaking down, depending on how finely they're crushed. So I thought that might be a cool source of calcium on the. Uh, you know, in, into flowering. And I also put some uh, some trace elements. I used that azomite, you know, that down-to-earth brand azomite. Uh-huh. I took a nice scoop of that and put it in there. And then, yeah, man, I was having fun. You know, way to grow is cool enough to, uh, to support us and allow us to really experiment with different products and whatnot. So I grabbed a big bag of that insect frass. I remember, uh, uh, was it Gary from On Frass was talking to us? So one of the episodes a long time ago. And on Frass? Yeah. It was, Scary. Yeah, On yeah. Frass. Yeah, and he was talking about how much uh, uh, microbial activity is going on with, you know, that's on that. They're basically like the exoskeleton, uh, uh, exoskeletons or moltings of, of insects, you know, and there's just tons of biological activity going on there. So I'm thinking the, the Frass with the, re, with the recharge. And uh, those other soil amendments, man, I'm, I'm really hoping that I'll see some, uh, some positive results. It wasn't that much to do it. You know, it was a, a scoop per, you know, per uh, bag of, of can of cocoa. So I, oh, and, and then I bought some. Yeah. I tried, dang it, I wish, man, if you, I, I'm, I'm not close enough to look at the bag, but I tried a new brand of earthworm castings this time, something organo or something like that. And we'll have to see how they, how they come out how they come out because uh yeah i'm definitely on the hunt for some good earthworm castings i like the wiggle worm i don't think there's anything wrong with those but like i said man i'm always trying to improve man always looking for the newer better hell yeah well guys i uh i'll, I'll finish it off with uh if you if you're enjoying the show and you have been you can tell you know we're we're, we're not gonna be considered uh, full-on pros in the podcast <laughs> arena if you will we're always <laughs> learning and we love it that you guys are uh, been enjoying and learning about grow and everything else. Uh, I don't think you got to be a super spinning. pro, man, with podcasting, man. I think podcasting is about well, being a real person. <laughs> for sure, definitely for sure. I mean, just as an example, you you know, you just mentioned on frass, down to earth products. We drop shit all the time in the show, guys. We're, we're not sponsored by these people. If anybody out there listening buys products from these people or wants to spread the word of the show, that is the most what valuable you mean these thing. People? These people, the DGC. <laughs> all right. That's the most valuable thing to us, really. You know, if you, if you buy something from down to earth or whoever, or if you say, hey, man, guess what? I heard about you guys on Dude Grows episode 236. Tell them when and where. Chime in, man. That, that just is a great way to build our audience and build another way, like we said, when we began the show, to get products and samples and contests and all that fun shit going on. So much appreciated. Uh, we're working on different ideas. I think we're trying to get a, an app coming soon, something really simple for all you smartphone users. Uh, but we'll keep you updated in the future. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got, Scotty. That's all I got. We should get ready to put it in the bag. 
I think so, dude. I think so, man. Is, I feel good, man. Back to 100%. And, uh, man, it feels good to be back after getting your ass kicked being sick for a couple of days, you know? Yeah. And I, uh, I actually so- should shout out to uh, the maestro who was really sick when he was out here. I feel, feel terrible. I guess he had what I had, man. So, gosh, I, I, I do empathize with you now. All it took was me getting sick for me to know how you felt, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the pothead assistant, too, Anthony, man, got, got his ass kicked out here the last day, man. So I guess it kind of went just daisy chain through all of us. Hmm. I wonder what the, uh, you know, what the catalyst for that could have been. The DGC bong, perhaps? Uh, potentially. I mean, I'm sure you guys are definitely sharing some... Uh, I'm actually kind of glad now I missed a couple sessions. Oh, yeah. So. You'd have been down too, brother. <laughs> All right, guys. Take it easy, man. We'll be back Friday with This Week in Cannabis. And we'll be hanging. That's all we got, man. Keep it real. Check out dudegrows.com. Hang out, participate. Email suggestions. Let me know. Any y'all out there listening have experience with apps? Talk to me. We've got some ideas, but talk to us. Let us know what's up, man. Dude grows at Gmail. And uh, that's it, man. I'm about ready to sign off. Yeah, man. Let's do it. Later, Scotty. Take her easy, dude. i
Good.